Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast together with show notes via our website, carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Polly Barnfield. Polly is the founder and CEO of Maybe, a platform that eliminates the gap between how consumers use technology and how businesses are able to connect with them. Using AI to enable any organization to turn social media conversations into insights and actions and deliver results. Polly is also the founder of Give As You Live, the platform that has raised over £10 million for a wide range of charities. And in 2012, Polly was awarded an OBE for services to philanthropy. So Polly, thank you for being on the podcast. It's really wonderful for you to, to be here. Great to be joining you. Thank you, Michelle. So the um, let's get started because I, I actually came across you um, on a conversation on Twitter uh, around social and digital and leadership. So you're clearly out there on social, active on social. Can you tell me a little bit about how you started uh, and, and, and how that journey has evolved? Um, well, it's a, it is absolutely that. It's a journey. I can remember uh, back in about 2007 when the company I was running then, um, which was an, a different digital platform, um, the team said to me, you need to start using Twitter. And I can remember saying to them, gosh, look, I don't answer my email. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I don't, I don't get through my inbox. Just a side note, I have 135,000 unread emails at the moment. Oh. Um, so I, I, really, I really pushed back and said, I don't, think I, want to, I don't think I want to get involved. And eventually I started to. Um, ironically, when I exited that business um, called Every Click um, in 2014, I then started to think about what we were going to do next. Um, and we began uh, uh, to build the, the Maybe platform. Um, which tackles the, con- the the concept of how you know the customer journey has changed. Yes, um, and we very very quickly understood that fundamentally, the consumer. If you want to talk to people, people are now in charge. People, ha- you know, fourteen years ago, social media was not a thing. Mm. It didn't ex- didn't exist at all. No, um, but but now three billion of us are sharing, talking, discussing stuff every day. Mm. Um, I think it's some staggering fact, like in any given second, there are 100,000 bits of stuff. It's just, it's just a phenomenal amount yeah. of stuff. So if you consider, we move from a broadcast society to one where we are all broad- broadcasting. So if as a leader, you choose not to be part of that conversation, you're, you're putting yourself in a very elite club that, you know, you're not in touch. No. What I find... What I enjoy with social is that I, um, I, 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 don't have, I don't actually have a strategy. I behave as I normally am, but social is just an extension of what I do. Yes. So if I'm interested in something, 
I, I talk about it and people, you know, people find you. you. You're an example. It's not, you know, if we're fundraising, yeah. I'll talk about it and, and people will find you. Um, it's not, you know, if you went into a, if you went into a bar or go to a drinks party and say nothing, you'll have a miserable time. <laughs> and I, I, think social, I think that's the easiest way to think of social, which is you choose the bars you want to hang out with and you choose the people you want to hang out with. But if you don't say anything, it won't work for you. Um, and, it, and, and today, I believe more than ever, you are judged by your social footprint. People check you out. You know, 15 years ago, you'd go to Google and find everything. And you know, Google is still the source of much stuff. But Google, you only see what people want you to say. Hmm. On social, you get under the hood of the person. Um, and the business that we do through social is extraordinary. Because, I mean, I, th- I think just to go on from that, we run a completely virtual team. So we yeah. run people across, our team runs across four time zones um, and we don't have an office. We meet, we meet in nice places um, collectively. We stand up every day on Slack um, and our office is Slack. And I have never, ever had a more connected team. There's something very interesting about connecting people through a platform and us all being online. Um, it's extraordinary. It is. And I, and I echo that, you know, we gave up our offices probably almost two years ago. And again, everything is, and that was really driven by the team saying, you know, can I work from home more and moving away, but not wanting to leave the business. And we're all in the UK, but, but we do manage our business similarly on Slack, Trello, WhatsApp, you know, as, as well. And, and between those technologies, we're, we're super connected. So tell me a little bit more about, um, about because it's interesting that you, that you say there, Polly, about feeling left out if you don't say anything. And I know, I know you're a big advocate like me for listening on the platform as well. And, and of course, that's how the maybe, the maybe platform um, enables as well. So tell me about your views about, yes, talking about and having that conversation. And if you don't say anything, but there's also, there's also some real gold, isn't there, in the, in the listening piece? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so. You know, you talk to many people about social, and they say, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to share. Mm. I haven't got a strategy. Content's not right. I'm waiting for a video. Well, that's nonsense because fundamentally, particularly as a leader, if you like, you, 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 you want to be you. Um, and you have an opinion. You have people you meet. And you, that there's already a conversation out there about whatever it is that you're thinking about or whatever it is that you're doing. And the most efficient way, in my view, to improve your opinion or your ability to deliver or your ability to connect with the right people is to join the conversation. Mm. So, you know, why, why would you ignore it? And I think it's a, it's a really interesting point that social is in its infancy in many ways. It's, it's yeah. an enormous shift in, 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 in behavior. It's an enormous shift in communications. You know, it's often seen as something that lives in the marketing department or the, or the PR department. Yes. And that's just the iceberg. Tears. It's it's it, and it's there has to be a sort of transformative shift in the way people think about it because it you know everybody's leaving a breadcrumb about who they are what they like and you know if you listen you can connect in extraordinary ways because suddenly you meet somebody and you can talk to them in a way that you could never do before you you know use it well and you can connect and reduce the time scales doing all sorts of things in incredible ways. It's interesting. I mean, I'm writing another book at the moment and I've just been doing some research around networking, 
because I think we forget that social media platforms are effectively, they used to, we once upon a time, we called them social networks. We, we tend not to refer to them that way anymore. You know, it's very much, we talk about social media as a collective. And, and it was interesting when I was researching into the networks and, and there was a lot of research that came up around dating and relationships and that, you know, a lot of the technologies like match.com and, and, um, Tinder and, and, all, and all of these t- technologies as they evolved, what they were finding is that people that met via these um, channels, digital channels, they actually had more in common and they were more likely to stay together. And, I, and it was interesting for me looking at it from a different perspective because I thought that's exactly how you feel when you do connect into the right conversation with the right people. It's almost like you've, you've gone into the networking scenario and you know exactly who you need to speak to already because you're able to see exactly what they're about and what they're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that you can feel, you know, frequently, I give this from two scenarios. When you meet somebody from, a, from a, what I call a, a, in a business relationship perspective that you've been chatting to through whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's Twitter, whatever it is, when you meet for the first, for the first time, you're, you're not meeting for the first time. It's just an yes. extension of the relationship you're already in. So, you know, the, 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 the old-fashioned, what I call the old-fashioned traditional sales funnel, is smashed to bits in that sense because you've gone through all of those previous qualifiers in a very different way. Mm. Um, and when you meet, both decided that this is not a waste of time and that you want to do business. Um, on the other side, if you looked at it from an, a, um, an employee engagement perspective, and I think this is where the value piece is being missed by mm. many, Me too. many, which is that I, you know, we, I, I've started, I have a new startup, but it's now uh, three, three, three and a half years old. Um, we have never had an office. I, I employ quite a millennial workforce. Um, and if they want to, they, you know, two, 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 two of them, one of them um, had said, yeah, I fancy working in Vancouver. Um, and I said, well, then off you go. It makes no difference to us. She's coming to did a stint and I love it. I said, I want to go back. It's fine. She's gone there, working there. She, and her output is phenomenal because yes. she's really with your she got another one that's gone to Dubai and the same thing. Um, and it's it's very empowering. Uh, it means we can employ, you know, our team is growing, growing fast um, and we can employ the right people yes. from anywhere. Yep. If they're the wrong people for us, they won't, they won't, they won't play, they won't play on this team because you can immediately, it's very, working through a virtual environment is very transparent, much more transparent than being in an office because yep. you can actually see the, um, and we have had, a, we have had an, unbelievably low staff turnover we don't we don't seem to have to recruit because people find us mm. I, I just it, it's a mindset that's it's so transformative I, I, yeah it's amazing and and you being visible and and contactable and transparent as the leader of that organization is a valid point isn't it because a lot of a lot of leaders and as much as I know we talk about the change in leadership and uh, and there are lots of changes happening and, and many of that change is being driven by technology but but there's still there's still a lot of um, you know structure within organizations and, and a lot of hierarchy within organizations and and we talk about them becoming flatter, but there still is a lot of, of hierarchy where the leadership team are just not accessible to the every employee. And so 
if there's not that conversation, you know, if that's there's not that accessibility and and visibility and contactability, then then we can lose trust. It, it can really disengage the employee. So so what what's your view on the role of the leader's responsibility? I suppose in that in that visibility to to the organisation. Oh, now at the risk of being extremely controversial, um, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to give you something you might want to delete. So um, let me think about this carefully. I I believe that let's take a vertical. Let's take retail. I think the question you're asking me about the staff is the same problem that many businesses have with their customers too. Yes, which is the the, the siloed structure that business runs in mm. has meant that. Social media, in particular, is siloed into quite often a very junior part of the business. Mm. Uh, the leaders don't think that it really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they haven't actually made that conscious decision to think it doesn't matter. They just—it's not for them. They don't—they don't think in that way. It's not—it's not—it's not part of their psyche. It's not their fault. It's just because it's not. It hasn't. It hasn't become the thing. Yeah. No. It hasn't. And what that means is you create a structure where what what what, what the organisation says on social is quite synthetic. Yes. And that means you don't connect with your customer. Yeah. And equally, you don't connect with the workforce who could change that for your customers. But also, you're not listening to them. So this whole business of listening. Um, which is side note exactly what maybe has been delivered, but what exactly why we built the platform we have is because it's not about you know you. I go to so many meetings where all a team is worrying about is what do we say? Yeah. Well, actually, it's almost the least important thing. Yes. It's what is your customer saying? What is your team saying? And then how do we improve our results because of it? Mm. And. You know, social media started 14 years ago. Some platforms were created that enabled you to schedule content. And actually, we're still in the nursery school, really. We haven't moved on. You know, we need to do a bit more job writing. We need to think about this a bit more holistically. And if you, if you, if you just stop and think about what, what social enables um, and use it as you would any other business tool, you know, things can happen extremely differently very fast. Yes, I, I mean, I, 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 I agree, and it's, it's, it's interesting that um, the, the customers, it, because we often think about the external facing to the customers, but of course, our employees are our internal facing customers. You know, really, it's it's treating it's treating everybody the same, isn't it? And that, and the social technologies enable that reconnection. They, they enable that two-way conversation. I remember when I was writing the first book years ago and, 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 and the reason I got into social media, I was so intrigued with it, was with my marketing hat on, but with my consumer focus hat on and, and thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting because brands and organizations now are really going to have to have a conversation with real people, you know, and, and real people can really have a conversation and, and feedback in real time what's going on in their lives, back to the brands, you know, what they're having. And that's going to cause a lot of discomfort because people don't want to hear it. Yeah, but that's the really interesting thing, Michelle. They're not, they're not hearing it in many, yeah. many cases. Yeah. If you, the traditional marketing machine is still whirring away and, and having gazillions of pounds thrown at it. Yeah. And actually what happened 
is that you get to the point where the customer, you know, people now, if you get them, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you get them interested, the first thing they'll do is go and chat to their mates on social about, you know, what they're, what, you know, what, what, yes. what they're going to buy, yeah. what decisions they're making. Now, if you're not listening, you've actually got somebody to the point of whether they want to buy a house, a sofa, think about a new solicitor, somewhere there'll be a bread crumb, breadcrumb about mm. what they're doing. And if you're listening and you engage in that conversation with them, they yeah. will continue down that, down that funnel. But for, for 98% of businesses that are not listening, you're as good as slamming the door in their face. <laughs> they have told you um, that they are interested. And you're, you're in that, and that's that, that for me is the biggest disconnect exists. And it's almost as though the consumer's got the ball and has run off the pitch and everybody's still playing footy yeah. without the ball at the moment. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that analogy as well. And, and so, so you, obviously, in your work, in your world, you're, you're seeing this front line. You, you would hope things are shifting, but you still see a lot of that disconnect. And, I mean, I still hear it, that, you know, there is still that, uh, it's almost like the curse of knowledge. You think, surely people still don't think it's all just about posting pictures of your breakfast. But there are still some, some people that think it about it that way. These, and, and, and likewise, I think these are hugely empowering resources in, in so many ways, breaking down silos, uh, giving voice, uh, finding interesting things going on within organisations and outside of organisations to drive innovation. So what, what would you say that has been your learning over the years? Because you have been involved, you know, for, with, within social technologies for a number of years. What, what's of, what learning have you taken from it? personally um <clears throat> i think there are a few sort of big realizations for me um that are when you stop and think about it quite extraordinary so um our um our, our platform we built around um the retail vertical um we now serve many other verticals but we built it around the retail vertical and particularly looking at the high street uh, agenda as it stands today um and one of the sort of very interesting things we discovered was that you know, whilst everybody, well, 90% of retail still occurs offline, and mm-hmm. um, whilst the majority of offline retailers, you know, have huge amounts of cash tied up in their physical properties, every single piece of social media that they put out, barring a few, talks about their website. Yeah. Um, and nobody has connected. No, nobody is thinking like a customer. No. Um, and it's all the, the the business structure as it stands today is not designed to serve a social because you know so customers their 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 use of social media is not it's not just a customer service tool it's not just oh, a marketing no. tool it is it is it is their experience yeah and so I think until leaders start to bring it into their lives so they can. Think differently because it's not. It's not simple. It's not a simple yeah. saying. Oh, we need a different person running it or something. No. Or no. it's not that simple. Um, so I mean, I mean um, we the, the way we have addressed this is by creating a platform that enable that enables businesses to listen to what their customers are saying mm. and enable every part of the business to be able to see that. Yes, because actually. If you can listen, you start to realise how you need to change. And every organisation will need to change differently. They also only need, they only need one result. You know, you only need a charity to suddenly land 
um, a big grant because they were better at engaging with their customers. You only need a retailer to have a queue outside a store and think, flipping heck, that happened through Facebook. Yeah. Or you only need you know, somebody to have an insight that actually my customers are talking about trainers. I don't sell trainers. I know I have those. And that's, that's, that's real, actually. We have a, the, um, the, the, we had a retailer that had no idea their customers talked about trainers, added trainers, and they have now got a new significant – it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, the, it's, it's a mind shift of, well, if I can understand what my customers are talking about, couldn't I serve them better? Mm. And that's all the social is. And if I can understand what my team is talking about, could I help them work for me better? Mm those two questions and you've pretty much got the answer to what a leader should do in in my book yeah and if you don't if you don't want to know and you want to run a sort of dictatorship well then fine but I think I think the world has changed yeah and and that's 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 interesting isn't it that you know we talk about the speed of change as well Polly isn't it it's it's the world is changing and it's continually changing and 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 like you, we, we talked about, these social technologies, they're not brand new, but they're relatively new as, as, as structures of which to define business around. That, that, that is, they came on board as kind of marketing tools, let's talk to the customers, but now it's becoming this, you know, their whole transformational um, opportunities within, within organizations. And the leaders aren't necessarily keeping at pace with that. There's lots of studies that come out. I, I'm, I track the digital IQ study every year and it, it, leadership are falling behind with regards to digital transformation because of the pace of change. Um, what would be your practical advice then for somebody, for a leader particularly who's thinking, you know what, there's something in this, we're not doing what we need to be doing, or we've just, we're doing it, but it's stuck in the marketing department and I've got no idea what they're doing, but I just know there's a budget and, you know, stuff, we're filling the feeds and we're putting stuff out. What would you say to a leader to how to, you know, to just dip their toe in the water and to get started with it, who might be feeling fear, overwhelm, it's not my thing, you know, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's feeling like that? Um, I would ask them to ask, I would, I, would, I would suggest they ask questions in a slightly different way, which is, you know, would you like to know how, or, or you need to ask your teams, how do our customers feel? Mm. What are our customers saying about us? Um, and what do our customers like best in our product range to gain debt today? Not, not, not based on sales, but actually, you know, on, on an emotional piece. Mm. And if your teams can't tell you, or if they say they need to run a survey, then something's missing from your, your fabric. Mm-hmm. Because if you're investing in social um, you, and you can't answer those questions, it's, it's, it's more than likely a one-way channel. It's more than likely that you're just using it as a sales tool, which is fine. But think of the wealth of information that you're not engaging with behind the scenes and ask yourself if, you know, would, would you run a survey and not listen to the answer? No. Well, social media is in fundamentally a 24-7 survey that's going on all the time. So, so why would you not listen to it and then respond accordingly? It can inform you about everything, your product, your team, your different locations, you know, it will, it will directly respond to your bottom line. If you've got a part of your business that's not performing well and you listen, I guarantee you'll find it. 
and it, and it's in, in that listening you're absolutely right and also listening to what uh, I interviewed John Lejeur um, the CEO of T-Mobile when I was writing Get Social and, and one of the things he said that had informed him most I mean listening out of everybody listening was the top thing when I said the f- top five things I learned from interviewing the leaders they all said the power of listening the power of listening the power of listening and, and he mentioned that you know he spends his time listening into what customers are saying about his competitors so that you know he said we've got all this competitor insight he said I personally as the CEO of this organization can see with my own eyes I don't need the analysis I can see what customers people are saying around you know and he said it won't be every customer he said but I can see enough to give me enough of a barometer as to which way we need to go you know where the unrest is and what we could do to fill those gaps and he said and it's just there Michelle that's absolutely smack on I think the key thing is and, and once you start listening make sure your whole organization can hear it because they'll all hear something different through their lens so it's not listening is not something you give to the team that's running social listening is something you give to every part of your organization because they've all got a job to do if mm. it touches the customer or it touches the product that's being created for the customer there will be a gem in there that's relevant to them and it's it just should be part of business it shouldn't be social should not be you know you wouldn't you wouldn't run your business without an accounts package no you you, you wouldn't it's just and it's it's I think the the biggest block is social belonging to a department. Yes. Because actually, you're t- I had a, a, a meeting with some developers yesterday, um, pretty smart developers, and they are looking at and um, thinking about life from a very different perspective where they're actually getting their, their, their foreman's on site to say, right, we're going to share the development of each project. So rather than just showing the beautiful, you know, gazillion picture, dollar, dollar pictures at the end of it, that they are authentic and say this is where the project started and this is where it ended every day. Yeah. And let let see the journey. So so storytelling through it or whatever it is, but that from from a very simplistic point of view, that's about sharing content, but in a very authentic way. It's about being real. Yeah. Um and being real, you know, if if you didn't listen to me and I didn't listen to you, this podcast wouldn't happen. Yes. Um and I think every business leader has to ask themselves the same question. Is our organization listening to itself and is it listening to our customers and then replying in a sort of way that will engage yeah and it's less what is the campaign and more about what how can we serve the customer better and the campaign will come out of that it's almost as if social media the word is the wrong word isn't it it's almost it's as if there's um and, and this this keeps coming through. Actually, it's, you know, this social media is is enormous. Um, it's got huge possibility, and and it's it's got all this potential, and it's it's such a core golden thread, if if you will, to to an organisation and how it operates. Yet it's not seen that way, and that's because maybe of maybe it is just a communication of the word. You know, it's it's because people are, are hanging their own views around what social what social media means because when we think about social media we often think about twitter and facebook and uh, you know we think of platforms whereas actually it's it's more of a an endeavor of of an activity isn't it rather than oh it's just being on twitter or being on facebook it's the actual action rather than the platform oh yeah 100% so i think that there are some wonderful generalizations that you hear you know the young aren't on facebook anymore 
yeah, which is dying. Um, you know, no, they're not. You know, that that both both of those statements are completely wrong. It's it's um, and and I think also increasingly chat messenger. Um, yes. Um, you know, I, I, will will social change? Absolutely, it will change. Will it go away? No, it won't. no. Um, we have to all adapt and much more. You know, if you want to survive and you want to grow, businesses have to become more agile and have to adopt a very different philosophy to communication. Yeah. Um, because it is no longer a static broadcast channel. Um, and you know, the majority of businesses, to be fair. They're seeing, they're seeing you know, the platforms as in Twitter or Facebook as a way of dealing with customer complaints. Mm-hmm. So that's a service channel. Um, and they're being um, very formulaic in then what they publish through it. Mm. But, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not how the consumer works. No. Um, and if you want, you want the consumer to be, uh, and you, you want the consumer, and I think you want great people in your organisation, you've got to start to treat them and empower them with the tools that they use elsewhere because it's as much part of your service offering um, as, as, as how your organisation looks from the outside. You know, you wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't put your front door at the back, if that makes any sense. No. But social media delivered that, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. Um, it does. It makes perfect sense. And it's, it, you know, it, it, the consumer is, is in control, isn't it? And, and our beliefs as consumers are changing and, or influenced and it's, it's there's so many studies I read a recent one recently coming out you know social media is the most influential resource that we turn to when for purchasing decisions so we're, we're more influenced by what's going on with social media than any other any other media and that looked at direct mail it looked at press it looked at trade press it, it looked at websites, it looked at comparison sites, and it was social media is the most influential resource for the customer, yet it's not necessarily the most uh, influential platform, shall we say, for the retailer. So there's a disconnect. Oh, there's, a t- there's, a, there's, a, there's more than a disconnect, which is... Uh, Sorry, um, that's a notification thing. Pardon. Uh, that's 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 a social notification. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Um, it's it's it, it's almost. I mean, I I come out of meetings, like I'm out of boardrooms, that I think, am I going mad, or is there just there is a chasm of understanding? Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of those things that if you don't, I think there are many leaders that potentially maybe understand there's something happening and whether they're kidding themselves that they've ticked the box and somebody else is doing it, in which case they are completely wrong. Yeah. Or whether they just haven't stopped to think. But it's, you know, would you, if there was a room of 10,000 customers in front of you and you had the opportunity to stand on the stage and invite some of them up to tell you about your business, would you or would you not go into the room? And I think it's that whole piece of... You know, there's, there's this tremendous, I spoke to a journalist yesterday who told me that Facebook was, you know, dead. Um, Twitter, you know, there was not, what, not the thing. And, you know, the young, the young don't really like social media anymore. Uh-huh. And I just thought, oh, you know. And it, it's, it's those terrible sweeping generalizations yeah. that are misleading, which is, you know, Instagram's great, but it's not the only social channel these days. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, the whole, 
there is, it's still such a spectacularly immature marketplace mm. where, and I feel sorry for social media teams and businesses because I think they are, they're stuck in a terrible place because they're asked, you know, show me your ROI or show me what you've achieved. Well, it, it's bigger than that. I know. You know we, we're bigger than that. And I, 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 it's, it's a learning of epic proportions that need to happen very fast. Those, those that get it, you know, look at Gymshark, yeah. a brand that went from nowhere to Zero, and they did it because they engage with their customer through social. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, and you've got that in many other walks of life, in many other businesses. It's it's not rocket science. You know, if, if somebody said to you, "Would you like to go and talk to your customers?" You're going to say yes. And I think that's my message for leaders, which is, don't don't make it a silo, make it a culture. Um, think about it as an opportunity to to listen to your customers on a daily basis. And if you if you choose to not listen to what they want to say or well, woe by you. And, you know, I think you can work out the consequences. Fantastic, Polly. I love that. So that's a wonderful way to kind of summarise, you know, if I was to say, what would you say? You, you've, you've said it there and that's very clear. And, um, and I, I wholeheartedly support, um, support y- your view on that. Um, so I'd like to end, Polly, with a few quick fire questions. It's a, away from our social conversation and um, still being social, but a little learn about the leader style question. So it's just three quick fire questions, very top of the head. Are you ready for these? Do it to me. Okay. So if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Um, I would say to use social for good. I'm fed up of hearing that social swings elections and makes bad stuff happen. And I would like to see more businesses use it to make their businesses better. Sorry, I know that's social, but that's wrong. Fantastic. I I will allow that to go through and I I would join you in that campaign. Um, Which book have you read recently that's inspired you? Oh, I'm a terrible snacker on content. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that I'm so addicted that I love, and I've probably got attention deficit disorder, but I love, I love snacking. So I love just, if I've, got, if I've got half an hour with poor connection, I'll snack on content and I'll find people that I think are tremendously interesting and read their latest posts. For me, the, the ability to understand different people's views has surpassed a whole book at the moment. My, I read books on holiday mm-hmm. and then I read disgustingly trashy, mindless novels that just let, my, let me turn, turn my brain off. My, the deal with my husband is that when we go on holiday, we try and find somewhere without Wi-Fi. Um, and if there is no Wi-Fi, he will make sure he's hidden my charger when I get there. So <laughs> it takes me a while to reconnect, but I'm, I'm afraid I haven't been on holiday for a while. So I, I'm a snacker. Um, okay. I, just, I love to consume um, other people's views. Fantastic. And, and so last but not least, what's the best piece of advice you've been given to date? Oh, empower your people, listen to your people. Um, and uh, um, just, yeah, be you. Yeah. That's wonderful. So Polly, it's been really great. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and, and, um, and share many of your viewpoints. So, um, you know, it's wonderful to, to hear what's going on, you know, within the work that you're doing and within the conversations you're having. So thank you so much for sharing those insights and indeed for your view and, um, and advice to, to fellow leaders. My pleasure. A great speech, Michelle. Um, I love what you do. Thank you very much. 
You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it and indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website carvelcreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site too, so be sure to check those out. So for now, from me, Michelle Carville, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.